Hello, I am Katina Horton, the Love and Freedom Toxic Relationship Recovery Coach. And today's Bible message is relationships with people, places, things, and ideas. 13 ways you know when it's time to let them go, part two. So today I'm going to go over one part, uh, one point that is for part two. Before I get into the Bible teaching, I just want to remind you that we do what? We wear a tie so we can make an impact. That means we're analyzing, we're troubleshooting, we're implementing, we're empowering, and we're impacting the women in our homes, communities, and all around the world. And so the easiest way for you to do that, as far as being able to help me out and actually join in on our mission, is for you to do what? To hit the like button so that other women who need biblical healing and wholeness and truths, et cetera, can see this particular video, right? And then another way you can do that is to also is to share the information with family and friends, other members of the congregation, co-workers, et cetera. So without further ado, I'm going to go over the one point that I want to mention for part two today of our message, right? 13 ways you know when it's time to let them go. And so point number four is when they keep playing around with your money. Every time your pay period comes around, they're paying you a different amount than what they promised you when you were hired, right? And or received the raise. And every time you address that issue, they keep future faking you about the wage being changed, right? The check is coming up on the next check. It's going to be retroactive. You're going to get all the money we promised you plus the retroactive pay. They keep promising you that, but they're not delivering, right? Nothing happens, right? And so then what ends up happening is you start settling for breadcrumbs. And what do the breadcrumbs look like? Gift cards, gas cards, free food at work, right? Them ordering breakfast from, from a very expensive restaurant for all of the employees to eat ordering out lunch from an expensive restaurant from all the employees to eat, right? Ordering out uh, dinner and you've been able to eat dinner uh, right before you go home to work so you can be halfway sleepy in the car driving home. All of this, right? And because of these little breadcrumbs here and there, right? And perhaps even throwing some $200 and $300 bonuses in there as well, you sit back and you get yourself to a place of stagnancy. You're trapped in a black hole of stagnancy without even realizing it, right? And then you start saying to yourself, well, at least they're giving us free food. At least, you know, just like if it's a romantic relationship, you would say, well, at least he's a good provider and then we'll work. Well, at least they're a multi-billion dollar company. You keep telling yourself whatever two to three coping mechanism lines that you can come up with. Well, they're a billion dollar company, right? In a romantic relationship, we do have $5 million in investments. You know, my baby, he sure do know how to invest our money. Anything, right? And I would always say to do what? Ask yourself, is it harmful or beneficial? Is it slavery or freedom, right? You start digging yourself deeper and deeper into a black hole without even realizing it, right? And then when you get deeper and deeper into a black hole, it's because you're in what? You're in a narcissistic system, which involves slavery when it comes to your workplace. They're not giving you the proper tools you need to, do your, to uh, perform your job, right? And they're not giving you the proper resources as well as far as the support that you need in order to do your job, right? 
And then you start saying to yourself, oh, it's not that bad, knowing that you lie, knowing that every single day you get ready to, to pull over, uh, turn the corner, make a left or right into that parking lot. Your stomach is so tight and so tense. And, and, and because everything around you in this company is out of control and you about to walk in this place. So every single day you about to walk off the job, but you keep telling yourself, no, you know what? Yeah, you know, Kathy, you're talking to yourself, it ain't that bad. Just go on in. You know what I'm saying? We working, we working for the Lord. You start uh, uh, reciting the, the verse over in Colossians about everything we do, we got to do as unto the Lord and spiritual bypassing instead of being like, no, <laughs> you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. It is that bad, right? And Lord, I need your Holy Spirit wisdom and direction to be able to get out of this mess I'm in, right? Narcissistic systems, according to Chuck D. Grope, comes uh, when uh, when narcissism comes to church, right? There's a book called When Narcissism Comes to Church, and it's by Chuck D. Grope. And what happens in that book is that he says, as long as you've got control, shame, and structure, you've got a narcissistic system on your hands, right? And what happens? You need the money. You're in a vulnerable, vulnerable position. You're a single parent trying to make it after the divorce and deal with PTSD. And you feel like this place is the only place that you can work at, right? You can't do any better. You got low self-esteem, low self-worth, right? Because of it all, because of everything that happened with your uh, ex-narcissistic partner, right? And so you start telling yourself every job is like this anyway. All the jobs are supposed to, they all the same. Just like you see, you know, so you start off there, all men and dogs, all jobs going to be like this. They all going to be narcissistic and toxic. So I might as well get used to it, right? And so that along with the future faking, the gaslighting, and those breadcrumbing gifts and meals and bonuses here and there is keeping you stuck in a vicious cycle, right? And I'm not telling anybody to leave their jobs. That's not what I'm uh, telling you to do. What I'm saying is to ask yourself, where are you? Just like God asked Adam in the Garden of Eden, Adam, where are you? Ask yourself, where are you, right? And then where am I now and where do I want to be compared to where I want to be? Ask yourself, what do I want? Then what do I need? <laughs> what am I currently getting and how do I bridge the gap? Those are important questions to ask yourself when you are stuck in a toxic place, right? In a place of toxicity at your job, right? And what happened is that Laban changed Jacob's wages 10 times. The first time started off when he worked seven years to have Rachel as his wife, but Laban gave him Leah. Then when Jacob confronted him about the deception, Laban wants to bring up what the laws were. That was neither here nor there, right? And what happened is when they set up the covenant slash agreement on the wages and conditions around it, those laws should have been brought up then, not at the point where it's time to pay up. Then he tells them, oh, well, this is what really should have gone down. Okay, and that's neither here nor there. I want my money, right? I want what's owed to me. I want my wages, right? Those things are dealt with up front, you know? And so they'll start gaslighting you at your different companies. Well, you know, small family business, they don't do things like that anyway. You know, oh, at larger companies, you can expect this type of toxicity to go on. Just anything. You can expect this with management. Any kind of gaslighting to escape accountability and responsibility for their actions. And then in Genesis 29, 25 to 30, it says, and it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this that thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, it's not so to be done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. 
fulfill her week. And we will give this also for the service which thou hast shall serve with me yet another seven years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, Bilhah, his handmaid, to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel. And he also loved Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet another seven years. So 14 years of work. 14 years of work for Rachel, right? That's a hot mess. Genesis 31 says, and ye know that with all my power, I have served your father and your father hath deceived me and changed my wages 10 times, but God suffered him not to hurt me, right? And so what happened is Jacob was letting Leah and Rachel know, this is what your daddy did to me, right? He deceived me, right? He's a con artist. He's not a man to keep his word, right? He's just an opportunist. That's all he is, right? But he also realized God's redemption and promises being fulfilled and that God saw to it that he got payback, right? So if he ever made a uh, an agreement with Jacob about the sheep being speckled, they came out speckled, right? If he ever made the agreement about them coming out spotted or black, they came out spotted or black. Jacob saw the hand of God even in all of the mess and the cheating and the lying, gaslighting and scheming that Laban had done, right? Laban was just a bad businessman. And guess what? Jacob was the perfect person for him to play games on. And that's why Jacob needed a place to stay, right? He needed money and he knew that Jacob loved Rachel and he took full advantage of it. Whenever you're in a place of need, you also put your place yourself in a place where people can control you, right? And think about it. That's why you end up going constantly on that hamster wheel, right? That trauma, disconnection, like cycle of addiction, love, approval, comfort, and knowledge addiction. You keep on and on and on on that wheel, right? Trying to gain approval from your narcissistic partner. Why? Because of your love and approval addictions, because of the seed of rejection, producing the fruit of love and approval addictions. Stay tuned for part three. Remember, I am Katina Horton, the Love and Freedom Toxic Relationship Recovery Coach. You are enough. Reclaim your power, soul, and identity today. Then reclaim the power, soul, and identity of your calling. Grab your keys to the kingdom and get your inheritance. God bless you and until next blessed. Of grace 
For me, 